0: Exactly what we will do. That's exactly what we will do. We were made for that. We were made for that eternal realm. Hallelujah.
1: Isn't he wonderful? Hallelujah.
0: God bless you this evening. It's so good to see you in the house of the Lord and good to be here. And, uh, and uh, so we thank the Lord for what he's doing for us, and miss those that are not here this evening. And so, so I'll preach to you, so amen. We certainly love you with all of our hearts, and we want to remember Brother Roger and Sister Anne and Lee and his wife and family, and, and uh, just know that this is a very difficult time for them. And uh, just, I, just I thought I would share this with you, two songs that she wanted, wanted sung at her funeral. She always loved was "Amazing Grace" and "I'll Fly Away." Lee this morning was playing some music, piano music, music for her, and and after a bit, he got a little bit tired of that piano music, and he started praying some, playing some country gospel. When it came to "I'll Fly Away," that first chorus got done, and all of a sudden the bed began to shake, and and that's what she did; she just slipped. Right so I'm glad that we can slip away from this wretched old body when it will no longer sustain life. Can you imagine living for thousands of years in a wretched body, bent over And God provided a, he provided a Uber driver for us to step through the door. I want the right one to step through my door, don't you? When Jesus comes and calls my name, I wanna be ready. I wanna be ready for that day, amen. God bless you, we love you with all of our hearts. Andrew is speaking tonight at at the Ohio meeting in the Dayton area there, St. Mary's. Many of you were there many years ago in a meeting we preached there and uh, they're having a phenomenal services and uh, we're just just praying that tonight, Will be another one of them. I'm expecting tonight here to be a great night. Amen. Amen. I know there's some seats that are empty, so we'll just invite angels to come and. Instead of having to stand tonight, we'll just invite them to come and sit for a little while. Amen. This week is an anniversary of Brother Homer being gone for six years now, and about every night I dream about him and. Uh, I don't know, Thomas, I don't know if you do that, but I dream about him every night, and he's constantly giving me instructions from that other realm. And so Amen. Last night we were working with a John Deere tractor and we were taking a chain around a rock. And that rock, and we were looking for, we were looking for water. Water's a source of life. Brother Donnie Reagan was with us and he said, you know, he said, generally there's water behind a rock. We just went ahead and pulled that rock over, and it became a river. Amen. And we were just rejoicing in all of that. And so, Amen. May there be a river flow here this evening. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Maybe you have a need on your heart. You'd just like to lift it before the Lord. And all of us are going through different things in our lives. But God knows exactly what we have need. Heavenly Father, we love you today. You're so wonderful to us. You're so personal. You know our every situation today. As Brother Roger's daughter slipped beyond the veil of tears today, she would do it to her favorite song. Only you could orchestrate such an event like that. Now, Father, you've orchestrated this service now I ask you that you would anoint your children's heart. We can study and get a set aside and prepare, but we have to have a, a right mode of being ready to receive it. I play, pray tonight that our ground is plowed just right, ready to receive seed. We're getting toward to harvest now. I pray as it matures, may the proper rain and sunshine come. Touch our hearts today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. So good to have you here tonight. We love you with all of our hearts. If you will turn with me to Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 1. We'd like to report to you on Wednesday. We received a report that the brain tumors are stable. And one of these days they're going to tell me they're gone. And so we just believe that with all of our hearts. And so... Amen. Amen. No new metastasis there and so we're just thankful. Amen. So we 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 be good boys. We take our chemo, we keep going, we keep marching forward, keep believing. God's good at his word and so we just we're not we're not a bit disappointed. We just keep going right forward and they've changed a couple medicines for me and so you pray that I can tolerate them as I go through it. And uh, it's just part of the journey. But God give us the strength to do this. And so, amen. He knew it before it ever came. Maybe even in this sermon you can kind of hear some of what I've went through because God ordained it to allow it that the music would sound a certain way. Amen. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 1. You may hear this, this scripture a lot of times from henceforth going forward but I want to read it so many times until the devil gets tired of hearing me read it. Amen. Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. I love that word, and acquainted with grief. And and we hid as if were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs, and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him, stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. There will never come a time that this scripture won't become important to you. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Last Sunday we spoke to you on an orchestrated, orchestrated place Orchestrated lies for an orchestrated place. And in the coming weeks, that will even become even more important to you of how important that service was. Literally, when I was pulling up the driveway this afternoon, a brother from Texas, Brother Jeremy from Texas, wrote me and told me how much that that service meant to him just really spoke to his heart. Tonight, I'd like to speak to you on standing behind the curtains when we're not seen and we're still playing the part. Because God molds us in a way to be able to play the part. Sometimes we look at other people and might even would like to be like them, but you gotta remember this. You gotta go through what they've went through to be like them, and there's sometimes you don't wanna go through what somebody else goes through. Oh, but I wanna be like that person, but you don't understand what they've had to go through in their life. Sometimes it's unseen, sometimes it's never told. It's the untold story. You might hear of Fanny Crosby, and the phenomenal writer that she was. I shall know him, I shall know him, I shall know him by the nail prints in his hands." She was an extremely poor woman, blind, blind since a very early birth. Let me just say this to you. During the time of the Civil War, she was offered much monies to be political and write songs for the political parties. She could have used that money. She could have used maybe the fame that would go along with that. But she chose God. She chose God and and choosing God is always the right answer. And when she chose God, no doubt a lot of people made fun of her. A lot of people laughed and scorned. Why would she live such a bag of a life? Why would she do that when she could have had a lot of incredible money? But let me just say this: your greatest reward of the testimony of Jesus Christ in our lives. There was a sister from Florida. Her name was Sister Brenda Lewis. She was one of our most famous message songwriters. She was extremely poor, extremely poor but yet God gave her some of the greatest songs that could be pinned to paper. And they said when they went and cleaned her house out that there was songs, little, little pieces of songs on every piece of paper, newspaper, pictures, there was pieces of song. When inspiration would come, she would just start writing. I'd say she spent a lot of time with God She spent a lot of time of fellowshipping with God. She may not have been a preacher, but she allowed that gift of that fellowship with God to so overflow in her life. Yet being poor, yet having a lot of physical issues, not being able to stand the last years of her life. Let me just say this to you, she did not let it deter. One of her strongest songs that I listened to much It's going to take a stronger wind than this. Hallelujah. 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 Brother Aaron Oglesby would preach a sermon that's one of my favorite services of years when he would preach a sermon when I was diagnosed of cancer. It's going to take a stronger wind than this. Brother Branham says you'll you'll have to go up through your ups and downs. Don't worry, you gotta go through some briar patches, over some sharp rocks, over bluffs, down hillsides, up through the mountains, over waters. Walk with God. Amen. There's so many hills to climb. They're upward. Some of them are difficult. How little it'll seem when you get to the end of the way. Amen. Brother Ben said, listen, I'm going to say something to you. Faith is unconscious. He said, you believe it? He said, I've learned that in the years of travel through the world and the meeting of peoples of, of the different walks, faith is unconscious. You gotta have faith. You got faith and you don't know it. That's right. Jesus Christ, no matter if he was in a storm or the gale was knocking the boat from one side to the other or he was standing in the face of a mess of demons, he was hanging anywhere. He said it never moved him. He walked right on just as calm and as quiet as he could be. He was simply unconscious of fear, anything around him. He said whether it was going to happen or whether it wasn't going to happen. He knew it was going to happen because God said so. He said so. He didn't say I wonder if I need to pray through, have prayed through. I wonder if I fasted long enough. I wonder if I did this. I wonder if I walked right on unconscious. He believed what God said was truth. The words must be fulfilled. He knowed what his life was to fulfill them. And he said, that's right. And if you're here, now notice he turns it to you, and if you're here to fulfill it too, just walk unconscious of fear. Walk unconscious of criticism. Walk unconscious of the world. Walk as you walk in Christ. Walk with him. Pay no attention to the left or the right hand. Just keep moving on. If something comes up in the church, walk with God. If sickness strikes you, walk with God. This is a powerful sermon, hang right with it now. He said if the neighbor don't like you, walk with God. Just keep walking with God. This is good, this good nuts bolts, just walk with God. Enoch walked with God, and one day he took a walk home. Enoch one day walked with God. You know what he done, he walked all the way home with God. Got so far up the road, he didn't wanna come back anymore. Walk with God, the doctor says you're going to die. Walk with God. Hallelujah. I can preach that, that quote stands in my ears. One night the doctor, one of the lady doctors came into my room and she sat down on the side of my bed and Sister Connie was laying, laying in the couch, laying in the, whatever couch there was there to sleep beside me. And uh, we were to prepared to have, have uh, another brain surgery. She walked in and she sat down and she talked to me. She said, they've told you that you've got just a few months to live. And I said, yeah. She said, but I feel like that I'm the sickest patient in the room. She said, I need what you've got. She talked to me about what the last days would might be like. None of them had an idea that I would stand here two and a half years later, still preaching. You see, that's our God. And doctors want to help you. That's that's what they want to do. They want to help you. And they wanna, they wanna help humanity and dying humanity try to make tomorrow better for you. They've done a lot of wonderful things for me. But let me just say the God that we serve, he is a faithful God. You're gonna have some bad days. You're gonna have some difficult moments in your life. Get back up! Get up! Don't lay down, get up! It may hurt to get up, but get up. It may be difficult to walk through tomorrow. It may be difficult what you've got to go through. Just keep getting up. Amen. Brother Brennan says, now notice again, when all hell turns loose, all heaven turns loose. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of God raises up a standard against it. There would have been no rainbow until a flood came. But after Noah was pressed into that condition that he was in to float 40 days and night in a storm and the little ark pitching up and down in the water, it was after the flood was over that he saw the rainbow for the first time. The covenant of hope. (laughs) The covenant of promise. He had went through a tribulation. But then he saw the covenant. He saw the promise. Let me just say this to you, God's big enough. He's big enough, if he makes a promise, he'll keep it. When he told us in Isaiah 53, when he told us in Isaiah 53 he'd be our healers, he knew that he was coming. And he would be beaten like no other man would be beaten. Because you and I, Adam had fell and thrown the whole human race into a fallen condition. But God provided a lamb. Not a lamb of some man. God came himself. That provided lamb, the blood that could take away the sins of the world. Psalms chapter 34 and verse 19. Many. I want you to read the scripture with me. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Read it again. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. We could dismiss right now and just go ahead and shout for a while. Brother Brown said, why does God let troubles come? God harnesses troubles Puts bits in its mouth, makes it obey Him, and those troubles bring us into closer fellowship with God. (laughs) Your troubles get you closer to God. Hallelujah. And remember, God's got the control. He won't let Satan go too far. He won't even let him come and take you home one day early until your purpose is finished on this earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Job chapter 23. Boy, I'll just tell you this right now. This is a powerful scripture. But he knoweth the way that I take. And when he had tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Can you read it with me? But he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So the God that knows your beginning, he knows your end. He's got a seat at the marriage supper of the Lamb, he has prepared a new city for you. He knows that one day you walk on streets of gold. You'll walk through forest that doesn't have a leaf dropping off of it. You're talking about seeing big, big time bucks, Jerry. We're gonna see big time bucks.
1: Hallelujah. You're
0: talking about seeing big time mountain goats and their, their horns curled a certain way and being absolutely perfect. We're gonna see them. Hallelujah. You won't need a picture. You won't need a gun. They're going to be there for eternity. Just watch. Black squirrels, white squirrels, red squirrels, gray squirrels, big squirrels, little squirrels. Skunks. Now, God's telling us something in the scripture. He knoweth the way that I take. And there are times that we don't always take the right channel. So he sends an angel to bump you once in a while to get you back in step. Even a prophet in the vision was screaming, get back in line, get back in line. Ministry, tell them, get back in line. David shares his heart. We see David as an incredible king. We see him as an incredible warrior. Let's just read a few lyrics of sheet music if we can. To the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet had came unto him after he'd gone in unto Bathsheba, notice what he begins to pray. Have mercy upon me, O God. David was quick to repent. According to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions. And my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. And that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest and when clear, when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth and the inward parts and the hidden part that thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Listen, he's writing about a blood that hasn't been shed yet. The blooded bulls and goats could only take care of it for a moment, but Jesus is coming. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear the joy of gladness and the bones which the, the house has broken my, my may rejoice, hide thy face from, far, from my sins and blot out mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. That is a powerful scripture for every one of us up to date tonight ever get in a bad mood ever take up are you with me ever have a bad attitude creating me a clean heart somebody say something against you don't get in their world don't lower yourself down to their standards i'm gonna preach to you now creating me a clean heart Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with a free spirit. Teach, then will I teach transgressors thy ways. Sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from the blood guiltness O oh God, that thou, God of my salvation and my tongue shall sing aloud to thy righteousness. O oh Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else what I give would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, thou wilt not despise. Paul would write these words. For though I would desire to glory, I should not be a fool. I will say the truth, but now I forbear. Lest that any man should think above, of, of me above measure, seeth me to be, or of heareth me, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan. Here is the first church-age messenger. And he's just being very honest. God allowed the devil to put a thorn in my flesh that I would not get exalted. It says buffet. That word buffet means it would be buffeted for a bit and it would leave. And then it would come back again. How many of you ever have sinuses, especially in the fall? And here it comes. It leaves you all year long, and then all of a sudden, you've got a cold that won't leave you. Yeah, right. Through the night, you're sniffling, you're being buffeted by an allergy condition. When I was a little boy, went to school, I would go to school and I had allergies that would literally swell my eyes shut. And I hear Brother Ram talking about coon grease Mom would take, uh, not lard, but, but it was lard. It was Crisco. And she'd take Crisco and put it on my eyes and pull my eyes apart. And I would go to school, and I would sneeze and sneeze and sneeze. And, 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 and I was redheaded. So, and I was the littlest guy in the class, and so people would pick on me. And then, then one day, we were taken to the doctor. And, and the doctor gave me an antihistamine and it was an active fit. It was the initial pill to a combat that. You were to take one at night and one in the morning. So I slept good all night and I slept good all day. <laughs> Paul had a, a condition in his eyes. It's been debated throughout history of what the condition was caused by. But it was a condition that, can you imagine standing preaching the gospel of a God that heals, a God that saves, a God that casts out devils, that you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that these signs shall follow them that believe. And he was standing there with pus running down out of his eyes. You see, God knows how to mold the player to be able to play in the orchestra. that he won't do it with his own will. He will only do it by the will of God. Notice these words. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, his response. Paul has a response. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory in mine infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Notice these next words. This is difficult to listen to. Therefore, I take pleasure in mine infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, let me just say, we can't do this on our own. We can't do this on our own. But when I am weak, when I would give up, then I am strong. First Peter chapter one and verse seven: the trial of your faith. First Peter one seven, the trial of your faith, being more much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Remember Abraham. God knew who Abraham was, but Abraham didn't know who he was. God knew who Abraham was, but Abraham didn't know who he was. The scripture says in Isaiah chapter 43, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. Notice these next words. I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, and thou art mine. You wasn't looking for God, God was looking for you. Are you with me now? Oh, Brother Ron, I got myself here. No, 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 Oh, no, 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 no. None of us have got ourselves here. It was God rich in mercy. Many of you are one out of a family or one out of a job or one out of a school and God raised you up for a purpose to play a part in God's orchestra. And whether you know it or not, you are playing with people around the world. You may never meet them in this life, but one day you'll meet them there and you have played in a symphony. Not one above another, we're complementary to one another. Brother Ron, but I'm in a storm. I want you to say these words with, I am coming out of this storm. I am coming out of this storm. Now I want to just bring you some basics of, of this. Before the storm ever come, before the lightning ever struck, before the darkness ever came around you, before the clouds ever assembled, God knew you was getting ready to go through it. If you're gonna have difficulties in your life before you ever get to your difficulty. Remember, the devil and all of his imps are only a toolbox. Never get the devil a whole lot of credit. Never show him any mercy. He's only a toolbox. You don't worship your toolbox. It's got screwdrivers, it's got hammers, it's got crowbars. And so that toolbox is used to mold character in your life. Now think about this, Michelangelo worked on a piece of rock because Moses was in there. Nobody else saw Moses in that rock. Many people passed by and saw Michelangelo working, huge piece of rock. What are you working on? I'm working on Moses. You standing there, you didn't see Moses, but Moses was in there. The man with the vision, all he had to do was get the excess off of him. Are you with me? All he had to do was get the excess off of him. That's what God does to you. He's just getting the mud off of you and the dirt off of you and he's washing the excess off of you. I'm not talking about your weight now. He's He's just getting the sins off of your life, the attitudes off of your life. Why does he have to do that here? Cause you can't do it in the rapture mode. So you gotta get ready here to go play there. Now, God has a promise with you. And sometimes your ship may be breaking apart. God don't have a promise with the ship. He has a promise with you. Your job might be just tearing apart and literally leaving you. The promise ain't with your job or your company, it's with you. Politics may not be going your way. The promise ain't with the politics. The promise is with you. Just stay with me a little bit. Your temporary surroundings in your life are not eternal surroundings. Your house is not going in a rapture. Your car, no matter what kind you drive, is not going in a rapture. Your shoes that you wear is not going in a rapture. You are going in a rapture. Our infinite God, Brother Bill, understands trouble. Why don't you just go ahead and say say that right there. My God understands trouble. Because I want you to repeat that to the devil the next time that you have a difficult day with him. My God understands trouble. And the trouble of this day is only temporary. Tomorrow will be better. I may be busy as as a bumblebee, I might be throwing up, but my saying is tomorrow will be better. God knows the end. Sister Connie, he knows the end from the beginning. When you came here, you didn't understand a lot of things. What has Greg got me into? But this ain't the end, this is just another journey in your life, another chapter. And now we gotta get busy to play our part. We just gotta get busy. I don't wanna waste a day, I don't wanna waste a week, I don't wanna waste a month. Are you with me? When the lights come on and the orchestra's playing, I wanna be in my seat, I wanna be ready. Let me just say this to you, it's work. Training is work. People that run in an Olympic race, they work to get there. They don't accidentally get there. You don't accidentally run a four minute mile. A concert pianist, they have to play over and over and over every day the same piece. They got to work until their muscle in their fingers have a, have a memory of where to go at the next piece. It's work, they don't just accidentally walk up and say, well, I'm gonna play Beethoven. It's work to do that. When you hear a preacher preaching, he's preaching, it didn't take two weeks to get that sermon together. It took his entire lifetime. find it amazing that people can criticize you as a preacher, they've never won one soul. They've never been baptized one individual. They've never went out of their way for the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but yet they can tell you how to do it. But they have been sent along as your briar for the day. That fellow's watching tonight. That was for you. Now you've got a promise. These statements are coming out of God's provided way about 10 different sermons, so you just stay with me. You got a promise, but you must keep your focus. When difficulties come, you got to keep your focus. You got a part to play. You got a mission to play. You got a job to play. You got a role to play. God's put you here in Laodicea to overcome Laodicea. There's gonna be times in your storms you're gonna lose some stuff. Brother Branham lost a lot of friends in his life preaching the truth. Do we hear him quit? We hear Paul say, Demas has forsaken me, loving the pleasure of this world. Brother Branham said Demas loved to hear his name called. That's what he said. Brother Branham had friends that walked away from him after he preached certain truths. Certain doctors men would walk away from him they were friends you're going to lose some friends in the storm but ask yourself was they really your friend this is not everybody's going to walk you to you to the end That if they can walk away, they didn't value your friendship. So they pretended for that length of time to be your friend. And then when the little shuffle comes, all of a sudden they gone. Don't blame it on me, baby. I'm still standing here. tell a lot of things on me. Let me just say this to you. I've been here all this time. I'll be here till the rapture. I will still be preaching this truth. I have nothing to hide. I'm as, as transparent as I can be. I'm as real as I can be. Other on that was pretty rough. Well, let me give you the words of my predecessor. He said, On your way out, don't let the door hit you in the butt. Now for people all over the world, maybe in Europe or in we're in the fighting part of heaven. We will have your back when nobody else will have it. We will make a lot of noise here praising the Lord, but just put your stones away. God's raised us up here for a purpose. And I ain't changed for nobody and I ain't gonna change for you, baby. Well, if so-and-so comes in, you won't preach as hard. Let me just say, if so-and-so comes in, they're gonna have to get the same dose I've been preaching since out in 1984. I've been preaching this. I ain't no rookie. The reason you're still standing, God knows that you can handle the pain. Because you know His grace is sufficient. You've lost a lot of temporary things, you might say. Brother Danny Steeman called it stuff and fluff. Life is not perfect. In case you haven't figured this out, life ain't perfect. Brother Brown taught us this, there's no church perfect. So if you leave looking for a perfect church, when you get there, it's not gonna be perfect no more. That's not my statement. That's been around for a while. But it's good enough, I'll use it. You're not perfect. Somebody, somebody just put your foot. You're not perfect. Oh, brother, Ron, I'm perfect. Look in the mirror, baby. I'm gonna get married. My mate's gonna be perfect. Young ladies that are not married today. You're dreaming of a perfect mate. I want to give you just a little piece here. One day, ask your daddy for a a chainsaw. Get your daddy to start it up. Put it on the bed beside of you, preferably with with a canvas under it. Now lay down and go to sleep. I had a friend of mine, his name is Milko. I'd heard it so many times that Milko was a great snorer. I did not know it till being in Switzerland and he was in the floor below, concrete building, 12 inches of concrete between me and him besides the six foot to the bed. I put pillows on my head and it didn't work. I turned the fans on, it didn't work. I finally just turned Brother Branham on and turned it loud enough to, he drowned it off, Milko. But Milko during the day was one of the most lovable teddy bears that you ever, 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 ever known. You would never say a word about him. But let that baby go to sleep. I just dropped that in because I could drop a lot of stories right here. Everybody loves Brother Terry's work. Brother Terry is a perfectionist in his work. But if you've never heard his story about being an orphan child, about being left alone, if he talks to you about 30 minutes about his life story, that's what made him who he is. It will leave you in tears. It is the untold story. He needed the queen bee. He needed somebody that would love him and nurture him and take care of him. Tell him that right now. You go ahead and tell him that right now. Yeah, that's right. Life is not Hollywood. Amen. News bulletin, life ain't Hollywood. Amen. So many times we're in love with what we had. And for Christians, many times they, they want, the devil wants to take them back to the good old days. Them wasn't good old days. I I don't know what kind of days you had, but them wasn't good old days back there in sin. It was God rich in mercy that kept you from running off of the side of the road and killing yourself. It was God rich in mercy that your drugs wasn't laced with fentanyl and you died in the middle of the night. It was God rich in mercy that you didn't wind up with the wrong woman or the wrong man for life. Somebody ought to be helping me right now. But the devil's always wanting you to look back. You need a swivel on your head to turn you around and look forward and press forward and move forward. We don't drive looking back. We don't run looking back. We don't walk looking back. We are Christians and we march forward. I'm not going to get done, but I'm going to just share a couple more things with you. When the doctor tells you you're gonna die, whose report do you believe? You can choose to fall into that report because that's what they see scientifically or you can read God's word. And if it don't leave in a day or two or don't leave in a week or two, just keep walking. If it don't leave in a year or two, keep walking. I'm still here, keep
1: walking.
0: Many people told me, here's where I want to just share a couple things. I have been sent every alternative medication that you can be sent. From boxes full, and I'm talking about high dollar stuff. Boxes full. This will cure you. I've had advice from the one million doctors in the world that told me what to do to get better. Finally, Dr. Gon looked at me one day and she said, are you taking anything extra along with this chemo? And I said, well, somebody sent me something. She said, hang on just a minute. I'm your doctor. You take what I prescribe to you between me and your God. I think we ought to make that spiritual. I'm your pastor. We don't need Dr. Dobson. We didn't need all those other guys. God sent me here to be your pastor. And Brother Bram said, I'm ordained of God to see you through. I won't call you out from the pulpit. I won't make it ugly. Maybe I'll just have a just a simple two-minute conversation with you in private because I see a little something. And when I see a little something, I'll come to you and tell you. Oh, you with me now. Come on now. We're going to make it here. We're going to make it here. It may look rough a little while when the storms are blowing, but we're going to make it here. (sighs) Okay, you've been diagnosed. Okay, you got bad news. Okay. God's got it. Sometimes we dread things way before we ever get to it. How many of your mother and father, uh, let me try to relate this over the way you can get it. How many of your mother and father said, I'm gonna whoop you when you get home? Oh, I'm preaching to angels. Got to make sure this lands, because this is the final straw. How many of your mother and father, because of your acting up, said, when we get home, I'm going to whoop you? There's hands going up this far, this far. you dreaded that all the way home you dreaded that really bad all the way home i'm not gonna pull my pants out my belt off because my pants will fall down (laughs) but i'm going to tell a story is that all right for tell a story tomorrow morning is to be continued so So the boys are, how old were you? (laughs) Which one's what just been said? So me and Matthew and Andrew went to the back room as was our custom. It was Jesus's custom to go to church. It was our custom to go to the back room. Whitney was not involved on this day. We went to the back room and I said, hey guys, we're too old to be doing this. You have heard it said that this hurts me worse than it hurts you. That's a true statement. Today is the last day. It's gotta be a last day for something. And I said, today, when I hit this bed, you scream, like your life is leaving you. I beat that bed, I beat that bed and they scream, boy they they could be in Hollywood right now. When we come out, Connie was crying as much. She was bawling her eyes out, and she was saying, they're going to call a law on you. There ain't nobody deserved being beat like that. It was the last day. It was the last time. I do not have to ever do that again. It was a lesson learned. We're buddies. We're absolute buddies. My dearest friends, my boys, I, I love hanging with them. If I'm so sick I can't hardly stand myself, Adam will help push me up in, the, up in the truck. You raised a good boy. I can't get myself in the truck. He'll get me by my belt, and he'll pull me up in that truck because I want to be with them that day. I may not be able to do anything, but I want to be with them because I love them. God, no doubt, in temporary situations, gets disappointed with us. But he knows the end. That you will come forth like gold. You're in a storm, and your world's falling apart, but he's got it. You don't know how you're going to get through it, how you're going to ever be able to to play the music right, but God's taking you from day to day to day, and when you walk in and take your seat at the orchestra, that 10,000 people that have gathered, won't know your story. That's true. They'll just hear your music. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't you love him? Don't you love him? Oh, I want to see him look upon his face, there to sing forever of his amazing grace. While on the streets of glory, let me lift my voice, cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Sister Linda, I was at a funeral of your family the other day. And they showed me old pictures, Fred. Fred was my tour guide. He says, Mom, I didn't know you like that. I didn't know you like that. But I know you today how you are. But this ain't the end of it. It'll even be better than your 18-year-old picture. Think about that because this is just part of the journey that we're on just now. There may be days that you get discouraged with this journey. There may be some real days. Now, you know I'm talking to you now. There may be some days that you don't know the answer to even get you to tomorrow. But the God that's getting you through today, the God that's getting you through today will get you through tomorrow. Ain't he good to us? Brother Jim, ain't he good to us? Oh, I want to see
1: him look upon his face. Oh, there to sing forever of his amazing.
0: a unison of people and everything we preached and listened to and all these services we've been in you know in the world they get a doctorate degree they go a few years and they get a doctorate degree more than a few but they get that doctorate degree and a lot of hard work but you've sat in service day after day after day then one day that vision becomes real and you're there it'll be just really hard to Hard to explain it all. It was His grace that got us here. It was His mercy.
1: Mercy rewrote my life. Let's just sing it to Him, God.
0: flow in you, a lot of things you can't figure out, but he's guided you from A and he knows where B is. He knows where the beginning of your life was, even before the world was even created. And he knows even what seat that you'll set at the marriage supper of the Lamb. So he's more than able to take care of your days. Why don't you just turn your life to him now and say, Father, I give you my whole life. There's certain parts I haven't given to you. I want to give you my whole life because I want my life to play out the music well. Heavenly Father, Lord, even tonight as we stand here and feel the presence of the Lord, Lord, I ask you, you touch your children tonight. We're human beings. Satan can get to the flesh, and he can get to our spirit, but he can't get to our soul. And cold, clammy hands can't get down to where that seat of God's at. But he can, affect, he can affect how we feel. He can affect us emotionally, in our memories, in our conscience and affections. But we're not led by none of that. We're led by you, Father. And your word that said, let there be, Lord, we ask you that you would minister to us today. May you guide your children, not just here, but those that are watching or may watch even maybe, maybe many days later. I pray that you would touch their lives and may they know that in the midst of their storm, they're gonna come out of it. Because the God that has brought them to that storm and known before the lightning ever flash the dark clouds ever gathered, the seas ever bellowed around them, that he'd be with them. Now, I ask you, Father, for them it may not be cancer. It may not be financial difficulties. It may be a lost mate. It might be a child that's wandering. Oh, God, we have a covenant with you with our children. Lord, not one be lost. Lord, we hold to that promise. Lord, our boat may fall apart, but the promise will never fall apart. Lord, minister to us this evening.
1: In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Oh, God's mercy. God's mercy.